It's great, it's good to see you in this first service this morning. And I pray and trust God that he will minister to us in a special way. By the time we finish the service this morning, I believe that there will be a specific word for you. And the Lord would have spoken to the depths of your heart. Amen. Amen. Today we are looking at life is about choices, part six. And I think I'm going to stop here for now. I will continue with this series after, uh, after, after some time. But I think uh, I feel we need to stop here uh, for today. And I will kind of compact it with a few other things that I needed to bring to our attention, which I believe God wants us to look at. So let's go to the book of Genesis 27, and uh, we're going to read the whole chapter. Uh, so far, we've been in Genesis chapter 25, and uh, we have looked at what happened between uh, Esau and Jacob uh, to the extent that our dear brother Esau sold his birthright. And uh, what we are going to look at now is that the day of the blessing comes. It finally comes as it always does. And Esau, Isaac calls Esau and he tells him that he is about to die. And it's interesting that when Esau was selling his birthright, he also said the very same words to Jacob and said, what is this birthright to me? I'm about to die. So now we'll see who exactly was about to die. Was it Esau who was about to die? Was it Isaac who was about to die? And, and in this case, Isaac now is advanced in years, and uh, he tells uh, Esau that he's about to die and that he wants to bless him. So I want us to look at what happens when Isaac tells Esau that he wants to bless him because he's about to die. So let's go to verse 1 of Genesis 27, verse 1. Now it came to pass when Isaac was old and his eyes were so dim that he could not see that he called Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son. And he answered him, Here I am. Then he said, Behold, now I am old. I do not know the way of my death. Now, therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver, and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me, and make me savory food such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. Now, Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to Esau, his son, and Esau went to the field to hunt game and to bring it. I was about to add a, a what is not in the Bible. Uh, and Esau went to the field to hunt game as he always does and as he always did before and to bring it before Isaac. So Rebekah spoke to Jacob, his, her son, saying, Indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me game and make me a savory food for me, that I may eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to what I command you. Go now to the flock and Bring me from there two choice kids of the gods. And if you can, please underline 
that had two choice feet or the gods. And I will make savory food from them, from your father, such as he loves. So now we begin to see that the savory food was not only made from the game from the field. Actually, it, would also, it, could, it could also be made from gods. Amen? Uh, then you shall take it to your father, that he may eat it, and that it may bless you before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Look, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth-skinned man. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall seem to be a deceiver to him, and I shall bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. So actually, Jacob knew that he was not a deceiver. Because he says, if I do this, I'm going to seem to be a deceiver. So that means he wasn't. Hallelujah. But his mother said to him, let your curse be on me, mothers, my son. Only obey my voice and go get them for me. And he went and got them and brought them to his mother. And his mother made savory food such as his father loved. When Rebekah took the choice clothes of her elder son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. And I'm wondering, what was she doing with her son's clothes? Verse 16, and she put the skins of the kids of the gods on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. Then she gave the savory food and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. So he went to his father and said, my father, and he said, here I am, who are you, my son? And Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I've done just as you told me. Please arise, sit, and eat of my game, and your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord your God brought it to me. Isaac said to Jacob, Please come here, that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son, Esau, or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and, and he felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands, so he blessed him. Then he said, Are you really my son, Esau? He said, I am. And at that point, Isaac is now about to seal a covenant. He said, Bring it to me, and I'll eat of my son's game, so that my soul may bless you. So he brought it near to him, and he ate, and he brought him wine, and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come near and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his clothing, and blessed him, and said, Surely the smell of my son is like the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. Therefore may God give you of the dew of heaven, of the fatness of the earth, and plenty of grain and wine. Let the people, let the peoples serve you, and nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren, and let your mother's sons bow down to you. You now begin to see the leadership thing we were looking at last week, and the judicial authority. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be those who bless you. Verse 30. Now it happened, as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, uh, and Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. He also had made savory food and brought it to his father, 
and say to his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's game, that your soul may bless me. And his father Isaac said to him, Who are you? So he said, I am your son, your firstborn Esau. Then Isaac trembled exceedingly and said, Who? Where is the one who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate all of it before you came, and I have blessed him, and indeed he shall be blessed. When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceedingly great and bitter cry, and said to his father, Bless me, me also, O my father. But he said, Your brother came with deceit, and has taken away your blessing. And I think that's where we've been calling him a, de a deceiver. But anyway, we'll see in the scripture in the service. And Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright, and now look, he has taken away my blessing. And I'm wondering why Isaac is not saying, What? And he said, Have you not reserved a blessing for me? Then Isaac answered and said to Esau, Indeed, I've made him your master. What we saw last week, and all his brethren have given to him as servants with grain and wine. I've sustained him. What shall I do for you now, my son? And I, Esau, said to his father, Have you only one blessing, my father? Bless me, me also, O oh my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, Behold, your dwelling shall be of the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven from above. By your sword you shall live, and you shall save your brother. And it shall come to pass when you become restless. I want you to underline that word, become restless. That you shall break his yoke from your neck. Underline that part. Let me stop there. Let me stop at verse 40. Amen. Now, if you have followed this series from uh, the first one to where we are today, so now we have come to the day of reckoning. As it always happens, all of us come to a day when it is a day of reckoning. When all the choices we have made in our life, all of a sudden, begin to play like a video right in front of our eyes. And that's exactly what is happening to Esau. And, and I believe, what, what I believe is that Esau needed, should have been honest with Isaac and say to Isaac, Father, I know you want to bless me, but you know what I did is I sold my birthright to Jacob. You don't need to bless me. The one you need to bless is Jacob. Hallelujah. And, and actually what you see Esau trying to do here, in my view, I actually think Esau is attempting to steal Jacob's birthright. Because he knew he sold it. And now he's attempting to steal it. And God, he is a just God. He has to stop Esau in his tracks and he makes sure Rebecca listens. Amen? And, and what is happening is that Esau wants to use another means to acquire what he had sold. It's more or less like you have sold your farm and now you begin to see that the farm is doing really, really, really well. You ate all the money and now you are trying to find another means of getting, of possessing the farm again when you have already sold it. 
Hallelujah. And Jacob and Isaac tell them, you go and hunt them as you have always done. So the young man, he's no longer young actually by this time. And, and he goes to go hunt them. Because remember, Isaac birth, gave birth to them when he was 40 years old. So now years have passed and, and Isaac knew I'm about to die. Not the, not the dying that Esau was talking about the other day. This is now real dying. Hallelujah. This is real dying. And, 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 and Esau is no longer stronger as he used to be. So now it takes a lot of time. He cannot run after the animals as he used to run before them before. And, and I want to say to us, today I'll just be saying a few things. I want us to understand one thing. Things you are able to do now, you will not be able to do them in the same way 20 years from now. So you need to be wise. Hallelujah. You need to be wise. For those who are like Pastor McDuff in this service today, my word for you is that you are growing old. Be wise. You will not have the same strength as you had 20 years ago and you will not have the same strength 20 years from now. You are going to slow down. Hallelujah. So, be wise. Because what is happening is that our good friend goes to the forest to get the ingredients of the meal he needs to make at this point. And, and he, when instead, which actually you are going to get shocked as we finish this story, that later on, he wised up and he started actually railing goats and camels and sheep. And I'm wondering, Umadani Gayo saying, why were you not doing the very same thing all this time and now you're doing it right at the end. But thank God that he became wise. Hallelujah. Now, Rebecca tells Jacob, he says, Damba, I have heard your father. He's about to bless his son. But I know when I went before the Lord to inquire of the Lord, when you guys were in my, uh, in my room, and there was a lot of kind of inviting in there, I went before God, and God clearly told me, the, the older will save the younger. This man is about to steal your blessing. And the one I heard from was God. Your father wasn't there. I was there. And I know what God said. And this blessing is yours, Jacob. And therefore, my son, you better act very fast. You need to team up with me. I'm going to prepare a savory food exactly as the way your father knows. And your father loves. And, and when Jacob says, but I'm going to be like a deceiver. And, and Rebecca actually ended up telling Jacob and says, okay, then let the curse be upon me. The reason why Rebecca is telling Jacob, let the curse be upon me, is because Rebecca knew what God had said. So there is no curse here coming. There is no curse here coming. Rebecca knows exactly what God had said. What had God said? God had said it in Genesis 25 and in verse 20, 23. Two nations are in your womb. 
two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other. And the older shall save the younger. And Rebecca says, okay, then unless God lied, then he's going to curse me. So my son, you just obey what I have told you. You go and get two kids of God. And I'm going to prepare the food exactly I know your father loves. If there is a curse, then let that curse be Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, the question is, uh, be, between, <laughs> sorry, between Danny, or I mean, between Nina and Angelo, who knows to prepare food the best in their life? Hallelujah. And, and the question is, why didn't Isabel just team up with the mother? Why didn't he just team up the mother? Because the mother, no, the mother, mother, mother is the best person who knows the stew to prepare the stew the way the husband loves. So you actually begin to see that whilst Esau was using physical energy and hard work, Jacob was using plan. And I want you to plan your life. I want you to plan ahead. Begin to plan now. For those of you who are older like me, and even those of you who are younger, please, can you begin to plan your life from now, where you're going? Hallelujah. Because one day, one day, you're going to regret. And the pain of regret is greater than the pain of growth. It's more painful than the pain you have to go through now by being disciplined and making some right choices in your life. So Jacob teams up with the best strategist in the world, his mother. And, and Rebecca was the person who could deliver what the father Isaac was looking for to the point that when she prepared the meal, Isaac could not differentiate between a stew made from meat in the field and a stew made from goats. Now, you and I know exactly how goat meat smells. Do you know that? You know, you actually know. There is a certain smell that comes from the meat from the goat. But you know, Rebecca was so good that even from Bolambuz is sitting and begging on this day. She was so good. And, and in your life, please, church, can you begin to identify people you need to team up with, people who are great strategists, people who will look at you and believe in your dream and they'll become an answer to where you're going in life. Stop this thing whereby we have been so sought to in Malawi, whereby everybody wants to do things by themselves and they don't want to do anything with anybody. Identify the best strategies. If I was going to open a restaurant, let me tell you the truth. I'm going to team up with Sister Anne. Because me, I don't know how to do it. But the only thing I know, I know how to do is I know how to talk. I will convince all of you to go and eat at her restaurant. Because I know she is the best on this one. And, and, and I want you to begin to identify, even in this church, what is Emma's very good at. What is Pastor Sunga very good at? 
what is brother Isaac very good at? And begin, be honest. Don't try to dupe and deceive anybody. Be honest and say, you know what? I have observed you. You are very good at this. And I think this is what has been on my heart for a long time. I don't want to waste a lot of time. Please, can you help me? Hallelujah. So, eventually, Esau goes to the field. And, and my conclusion is that the journey, the trip that Esau made to the field was a waste of time and a waste of resources. Because the same thing could have been done at home. And what I want you to understand is that you really need to nurture what you have. You need to grow what you have. And the most important thing you need to do is change your money spending habits. Change your money spending habits. In Proverbs 27, verse 12, the Bible says, A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. The simple pass on and are punished. In Proverbs 15, 22, the Bible says, Without counsel, plans go a war, but in the multitude of counselors they are established. Proverbs 21, 17, He who loves pleasure will be a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not be rich. Proverbs 21, 20, There is desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but the foolish man squanders it. Proverbs 22, 7, The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. Proverbs 21, 5, The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty surely to poverty. Proverbs 10, 22, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Proverbs, uh, Psalm 24, verse 1. The earth is the Lord's, and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. Hallelujah. And so, what I want to say today is, change your money-spending habits. Hallelujah. May you overcome the temptation to instantly wanting to spend money when you receive it. Change that. Change it. Hallelujah. Change it. Every little money from today that comes into your life, begin to tell yourself, God has given me an opportunity to begin to get some capital for investment. And therefore, part of this money, I will distribute it, I will divide it, and I'm going to use part of it for investment. I'm not going to spend it. Invest and multiply before you start spending Hallelujah. Otherwise, what's going to happen is that you're going to live a life of hand to mouth. Hand to mouth. Hand to mouth. And that is going to happen for the rest of your life. So you need to wise up. You, need, you may come to a point in life whereby you are on. You can't do anything anymore. And there are no savings. And there are no investments. And yet the Bible says in Proverbs 13, 22, a good man, a righteous man, leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is sold up for the righteous. And as far as I know you, you are not a sinner. You are the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, church. Every individual in this church must 
in verse must soar, number one, in God, and must inverse, and must soar, number two, in yourself, and must inverse, and must soar, number three, into your future. Those three areas. Be a giver. Because even what you have comes from God Himself. Hallelujah. It comes from God. It comes from God. Hallelujah. You are not designed as a person to spend 100%. Even if you get 2,000 kwacha, ask yourself, I am not entitled to spend the whole of this 2,000 kwacha. There are two options you can have, which I'm going to give you today. You can decide to spend 70% of the 2,000. Amen? And you Keep 10% for God. Let it be your habit from today that any money you get, 10% of that money is for God. Don't say, ah, 20 kwacha I tithe. It's for God. Hallelujah. Even if it's 22,000, even if it's 1,000 kwacha, that is the money you have to afford. Take 10 kwacha and say, this 10 kwacha is for God. Let there be tithes in this church that are in a coin of 10 kwacha every Sunday. I can assure you, you'll be amazed what God is going to do with your life. Hallelujah. And then, take the, the rest of it. You can take another 10% or 20% and you say, this one I'm setting aside for investment. Or it's up to you. Whether you take a 10% for investment, a 10% for, for yourself, uh, for, 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 uh, for, for God, and then the 70%, you can say, okay, this 70%, I'm going now to spend it uh, for myself. But 20%, give it to me first. Hallelujah. The Jews do it in this way. And that's what I try to encourage people to do. The Jews, 10% for God, 10% is savings. Okay? So 10% for God. 10% is for savings, 10% is for offering, 20% is for investments, 50% is for spending. Amen? Now, the 10% for God is a tithe. The 10% for offering is what is used every, uh, over the four Sabbaths in a, in a month uh, to take the offering to God over the next Sabbath. So that when a, when a Sunday like today comes, you don't begin to say, you drama because you know you already said this. And then you take the 20%, which now you use for uh, investing. You begin to set it aside, set it aside. And then the, ten, the other 10% is actually now for savings. And this is the kind of money that Mr. Suga comes over to you, Makron, very good drama. You look at your 10%, that's the only one that you know you can manage to do whatever you want to do. And when they come, once that 10% is gone, even if he comes crying, you say, you get done. Which is true, even for the rest of the world. All invested I want you to begin to look for opportunities for investment. Even the young people in this church. You can begin, if, if I know school, they don't stop to sell in Canada.
they don't say enough. They, they don't stop but, but begin to invest. Hallelujah. Because if you don't do that, there will never be stock. There will never be resources available for you to tap in. And that was the problem of Esau. Amen? So Esau, the challenge with him is that he had to start from the scratch all the time. When, I, when Isaac tells him, I want you to prepare this service. Do you know where he had to go? He had to go to Gideon. Every time he had to start from the scratch. Every time he had to start from the scratch. And if you, all the time, you have to start from the scratch, it means you are living a life of Amen? Oh, he had to do this all the time. Why? It doesn't mean that he had never acquired anything in life. He had acquired so much. But he was never wise enough to know how to use them. So by this time, he should have something ready, but he had none. He had completely none. So now later, as we read, he goes, he finds the girl, and he comes back. By, by the time he comes back, he is late. He is late. And that is the problem that we have in Africa. Most of the time, by the time we discover something, we are late. People have already gone ahead of us. I, I've been asking myself, why don't we own our own food? Why don't we own our own factories? What, what do you think stops people from getting the ICC to open the supermarket? What do you think stops us? What stops us in this room to say we will team up and own a supermarket? I'll tell you what stops us is because instead of you planning for investing, you are planning when you are going to reach it. So you're saying, what, what will happen when I have left Genesis? What will happen? We will not take it away from you. You will still be part of us. So don't be afraid. Hallelujah. But, but people are busy planning when they are going to leave. They are not busy planning to think God has put me in a family. And in this family, God wants us to do some great things. Whether you like it or not, there is a Lord that is changing this place that can change your life forever. Hallelujah. Amen, church. What, what, what do you think stops us? There are strategists in this room. There are people who think great things in this room. We can actually agree uh, that 10%. Let's open some fund, let's open something else, and let's create, let's create a company that is going to look into this. And we say in the next 10 years, or in the next 20 years, or in the next whatever. We are going to set up this thing and we are going to own this thing. What, what stops us from owning a farm? What stops us from doing livestock production and start producing biritum? I think they call it biritum. Biritum. My sister's called But you know what? We need to begin to think about that. Because, you know, we have been blessed with so much and yet we have so little. The challenge we have is our mindset. We have the greatest resources, and yet we hunt for it, and we kill it all. Everything we have, very, very value addition happens in Africa. I saw an advert yesterday, I think there was a plane that brought in some vaccines. 
And on it, there is a written text for 2020. Now, when I, I saw an, uh, somebody commented and said, I think it looks like only 12 companies are allowed to spend that next 2020 and whatever has come out of that going forward. Why can't we begin to think about it in, in 20 years? Malawi has got a gender genesis. Or even as a family. Amen? And as I've shown you, we are so amazing that we want to export raw materials. And in the process of exporting raw materials, we have made Europe rich, we have made China rich, we have made Asia rich, and they have become very, very wealthy. They sell back to us seven times more what we have sold them to the world. I met somebody like from Kenya this past week, this past week, and they actually told me that the coffee that is uh, auctioned in Kenya, that is The challenge we have is that the time you wake up, let's say, and you're going to cry a bit of cry, like this, bless me, you know, you only have one and don't have it. Jacob didn't deceive. And actually, Jacob also did not need to deceive his father. He didn't need to lie to his father. He didn't need all wearing he didn't need even to wear the clothes of Esau. He just needed to come and take his clothes. And say, you know what, brother? One day there was a transaction between me and Esau. And Esau knew his birthday. And I made him to swear there is a contract to sell. God was a witness. And you know, Jacob was, uh, Isaac was going to respect that. Because when you come to Genesis chapter 26, uh, there is a time uh, when Abimelech, I think it's Genesis 26, verse 26 to, to somewhere there. Though 26 to 31, we are finishing shortly. If the Bible says, Then Abimelech came to him from Gerah with Ahuzath, one of his friends, and Fico, the commander of, the army, of his army. And Isaac said to them, Why have you come to me since you hate me and have sent me away from you? But they said, we have certainly seen that the Lord is with you. So we said, let there now be an oath between us. And you remember, that's exactly what happened between Jacob and Esau. Between you and us, and let us make a covenant with you. Exactly what happened between Jacob and Esau. That you would do us no harm, since we have not touched you, and since we have done nothing to you but good, and have sent you away in peace. You are now the blessed of the Lord. So he made them a feast. And they ate and drank. Did, did Esau eat? Did he drink? Hallelujah. So then they arose early in the morning and swore an oath with one another. And Isaac sent them away and they divided from him in peace. And, and Isaac and, and Jacob needed to do exactly the same. He needed to do exactly the same. I know Isaac would have been disappointed that this had happened. But you know what? He was still going to bless him. Because Isaac as a man was a man who respected covenant. 
He didn't. So Jacob didn't need to disguise himself. Hallelujah. The blessing was his. He had bought it legally. He had bought it legitimately. And he had bought it rightly so. No wonder. God never. You will never find anywhere in the Bible where God rebuked Jacob. The only thing you see is that twice he told him how to do women and truly when he said two nations I know it's true. Because when you look at Israel, when you look at Israel, you can jump on the plane and go to Israel. But for you to be calling Israel, 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 it was actually God who told the man like pastors. He says, today we will change your name. Your name is Muhammad. And there's a nation. So there's a nation. Whosoever blesses you, I'll bless. Whosoever blesses you, I'll bless. Hallelujah, church. Now, what you see here is replicated all over. There are people who have never played football before. But they are the ones who who, who own the contract rights for footballers. And a lot of the footballers, all they know is make the money, spend it, live whatever kind of life, and yet the guy who owns the rights is busy investing. And they come back and they return. There's a man who has had, who has been the, the promoter for Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, and all the others. These two guys. And the other guys have become poor. Because all they were looking for was to become a champion. When the other guy was looking for them and they put shooting for investing. So if somebody comes over to you, Told you last week, don't negotiate with me. And don't create this connection. Negotiate from the world. You will sell yourself cheap. Know what you are. Hallelujah. Ignorance is not an excuse. Don't negotiate with somebody when you are hungry. Don't negotiate when you are desperate. Don't say yes to somebody who has come to marry you because you are so desperate. It's not a right relationship. Don't even negotiate with anybody when you are tired. Let all your friends get married and let them have babies. Your time will come. Come to the point and say, like, even if I don't have a baby, praise God. But you know what? God is going to honor you. Make it right. That's what it's like. God does Hallelujah. Otherwise, you will sell yourself only for one. But then what happens is, as I as I close, what happens is, Isaac tells Esau something else in verse uh, forty, and he says, "By your sword you shall live; you shall surely you shall serve your brother." And you know, you remember the time when the people of Amram, Ansir, and Edom came to fight against Jehoshaphat. They were actually descendants of Esau because Esau was called Edom. And they were coming to fight. Anyway, let's carry on. It's a preaching for another day. And he says, and it shall come to pass. Somebody say it shall come to pass. What what is it shall come to pass? It will happen. It's a one and how. It shall come to pass when you become restless. When you say that you are not going to 
He doesn't love it. Go and read that story. It was Jacob who told Laban, I will save you for this day. And because he had said the text that he would save for Rachel for seven years, when they gave him Leah, now Laban said, Ah, ah, I'm going to you say you save for seven years. So now I'm happy. And the guy was so desperate to Remember, I have said from 